0: Today I'm chatting with Ben from Inevitable. He said I had to say it like that. Hopefully that was okay. Was that was that okay? perfect. Great. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about AI. I went to the source. I went to the man, the very person I know who builds AI himself, because I thought you guys deserve to get the biggest news on AI that I can possibly find. And that just happened to be someone who was absolutely perfect. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Things might get scary. Things might get spooky. This was supposed to be a 40 minute episode we recorded. We recorded for two hours and 48 minutes. So this may come out as two to three episodes. We'll see how it goes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Basically, I want you to scare me in my <laughs> which is what you said last time we spoke. You said I could scare you. We may get into some scary things. Sure. I- the first thing I want to talk about really is what would you say is the most exciting things that you're seeing in the past like five to ten years in, in AI developing at the moment?
1: The boring answer is to talk about large language models and chat GPT and the, the various things that are coming out of that. The exciting... I guess if there is an exciting part about that, it was the the fact that, that those were predictions that came true, mm-hmm. um, and a large number of people in the space, commentators, um, ourselves, one of those, were inevitable. We made we made set of predictions about what was going to happen, yeah. um, and when that was going to occur, and this was and this was one of those. And the um, so you actually said these language models were going to be coming out. Know, it was, certain, it was certain. Right, absolutely okay, certain. Right, okay, um, it was. It was really a case of the ability to aggregate the data set and then the power to train off of it. the um, The complexity of the processing algorithms. Oh my god, this is going to get this is going to get heavy. Super. <laughs> I mean, deep. yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: most of the listeners are pretty tech savvy, but I don't know how tech. Like, I'm tech savvy and I know stuff about AI, but yeah. like, even so, goes over my head. So. It is probably worth yeah. so
1: the the things that we do are a little bit different to what other people even even data scientists in Mm the space will will do i mean do you want to say what you guys do so we we develop artificial intelligence we specialize in the writing of the machine learning algorithms so if you take something like ChatGPT, that data set together lots and lots of text the that's that was as their their linchpin they obviously made it multimodal but that was the thing that stretched from one end to the other. That's one component. The other component is some very, very good statisticians that use an algorithm. An algorithm is just a series of instructions that are written in sequence. And the idea is when you put those, the two together, you run the algorithm across the data set, and it's looking for correlations. Not causality, correlations, things that occur together, and when you process one, when you process that data set, you end up lining up and uh, lining up the 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 correlations that you're looking for, and you select the algorithm with that in mind. Hopefully, okay. Um, So we write those things, the algorithms, and um, the it means that rather than taking a kind of slap-against-the-wall approach that a lot of data scientists were kind of go, well, I've got this data, let's see if that works. Nope, no, how about that one? Nope, how about that one? Nope. Okay. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And It's so, good to be choosy about your data. Abs- absolutely, that's and it, 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 it also means that what we do is more ethical because we mm-hmm. only collect, like, we won't collect data, we don't buy data, we don't sell data, but we can still produce the same results. Okay. And that's because the a lot of the time we we will end up writing, rewriting the algorithm in order to suit the the requirements at hand. Okay. Rather than kind of going, okay, we'll just, you know, get take a company and go just collect everything. Mm-hmm. And the it's really so from our perspective, you know, we work with a lot of startups and yeah. they don't have as much data as they need and they go, well, we're just gonna collect everything. And we go, No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You don't want to do, do that, that for all yeah. sorts of reasons. Yeah. Hard pass, <laughs> You, the um, and instead you go well, actually what, what are you looking to achieve mm-hmm. and then we break it down we go well here's the data that you'll need to do that you need to be upfront about this mm-hmm. make sure that you have buy-in from your audience that the that they know that they're contributing towards towards something that's going to make their lives better okay yeah and. That's when they realise, oh, huh, there's there's actually an ethical approach to this. Holy crap! Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? <laughs> the... So the thing is, you should be using AI to make things better. Yeah, isn't that the whole? That point? is sort of the point. <laughs> it should. Yeah, I mean, in my
1: mind. Yeah, you could spend all day just talking about mm-hmm. tech ethics. Yeah, if you if you wanted to, and the see the Patreon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Six hour extended cut. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into it. Because of what we do. And I'm I'm still, I think I'm still introducing who we are. I I think you still are, I think I'm still working that that out, to be fair. When you have your own startup and you're a founder of your own startup, sort of, you know, there's a a strength to some forms of ambiguity and, you know. Yeah, totally. But I think
0: when you're introducing yourself to a new concept as well, that is just starting to grab traction in the mainstream. Mm. So when more people start to hear the word AI in regular news, it then becomes like, well, how do you differentiate yourself? Differentiate yourself from what other AI companies are doing, and it
1: becomes you know, difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially because like, you know, we started off as a bunch of nerds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Didn't we are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but like, we, we, but the the stuff that we were working on, we were like, oh, you know, hopefully lots of people will get this one mm-hmm. day. And yeah, we we were doing, you know, right, writing these algorithms, doing this this work. Mm-hmm. The world seems to have pivoted into us. That's good, which is nice. <laughs> it's nice, but it means that it means that I have to have these kinds of conversations where we go, "Oh no, no, we're, we're not, we're not the bad guys." Uh, oh God, oh no. Uh, I had
0: to, like such yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, a visceral image in my head then of you just like
1: eating lunch, and then the whole world t- turning to realize they want to use AI, and you're like, "What?" That's what it feel, that <laughs> yeah. legit. What it feels. like. Yeah. Uh, the news it. is something that and whether or not we pre- we are prepared for that, mm-hmm. we kind of have to because. Yeah. Make no, in no uncertain terms, this statement is an actual battleground happening right now. Mm -hmm. But nothing to do with with Skynet. Yeah, (laughs) because there's a land grab happening, and the land grab is happening in the courts. Mm -hmm. The land grab is happening in what we define as um, ethical frameworks. Yeah, what we, um, whether we, and and how we distribute the the beneficial out, outcomes okay. of of this incredibly powerful system mm-hmm. that was trained off of human endeavor who would you say those people are that are participating in the land grab so the you can't say <laughs> <laughs> um or so that's too hard i <laughs> <laughs> would invite people to go and to go and find find this part out for mm-hmm. themselves, and they become a, it becomes immediately available yeah. once you once you start looking at this space from their own perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't end up getting so that was a noble answer. Was, yeah. I wasn't sure if that, that would be too inflammatory. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, yeah. but the but but it is but I, I, I want people to become educated. Mm-hmm. In this. I want people to realize that this is a this this is an important space, and it's a space that's even if it's not people don't feel like it's relevant to them now, mm-hmm. it absolutely will be relevant to them later. Oh, yeah, completely. And yeah. The, there are some really weird battles that have already been fought and in, sometimes won by the good guys. Yeah. For instance, uh, a court case that went right up to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Court. Yeah. And, and you're like, stopped a company from defining AI as an inventor and it was important for the weirdest one of the weirdest reasons okay hit me for two reasons intrinsically it's a very good idea for Mm -hmm. at present for an ai to be seen as a tool yes and not a being or yes because otherwise you start removing liability from Mm -hmm. its automated decisions yes which would be horrendous. Would you say that then
0: takes the liability away from the company that's building it? It
1: would. Yeah. Which would be really yeah. really bad mm-hmm. or owning it. Yes. Not necessarily building it. Yeah. That is sometimes quite important. Yeah. But the the reason why was in the the most mundane the, the most mundane reasons you can imagine. Mm-hmm. In the action of filling in the form you have to say who was the inventor and legally you have to define that as a naturalized human that lives in an address, okay, right? According you know, like mm-hmm. common law, like real yeah, yeah. backbone stuff. Right. And they tried to put an AI in that mm-hmm. place and they went, it's not a natural human. That's it. Yeah. Now, okay, well, yeah. that was, but that was really positive because yeah, yeah, yeah. it essentially, that, that body swerved a massive argument, mm-hmm. a massive debate. And the problem is that people, People go, oh, well, AI is really powerful. It na- this tears up the rule book. But no, it doesn't. No. And the majority of the people that want people to think that mm-hmm. are the people who have large scale AI systems and they want to be able to remove liability from right, all sorts of I things. Yeah. Such as, so oh, they're... you know, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Sorry, AI said so.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So you're skirting rules, basically, you're sidestepping things. It's, the most mm. important part here is it's a tool. That's why like, I don't see them as a scary thing. Like, even This is something we've discussed mm-hmm. through the art world, through whether it's you're making music through or anything like that. Yeah. I don't see it. Like any of my team upstairs, a few of them have been worried mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, they can do graphic design. We've got graphic designers. We're not going to need them or, you know, and I can understand why the fear is there. Well AI has been in Photoshop for a long time to help you content aware fill. I mean, like every it's person a tool
1: to use. every person who's listening to yeah. this or watching this, hi guys. Yeah. Has interacted with mm-hmm. AI already that day. Yep. Today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now. Right now. Um, We're AI, you just don't know it. Predictive search, predictive text
0: yep.
1: is an AI model. That, no, need, that needs some tightening, <laughs> AI. Auto Absolutely. But we've been using it for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, we have, yeah. yeah. So AI is defined as the the ability to enact human-like decision makings mm-hmm. using a computer. Well, technically, it doesn't even say the words computer. It's just the emulation of human-like decision making. Yeah. So bring on Magic Eight Ball.
0: Yeah, Is you that know? the literal tag, the emulation of human. It, it's because
1: if not, that the, that's a gr- this might be what the episode's called because that's a great tagline. Well, that is. There's a fair few around, around about the 80s mm-hmm. where that that started to what, in the 50s 80s? and such. So the, the, the definitions have, have mm-hmm. gone back have have gone back. You know, Turing had one. Mm-hmm. He didn't just have one. He also had a benchmark for it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. My favourite one was a guy called Larry Tesla. No okay. relation. Oh. Okay. Um, who <laughs> Bet he got he, he defi- in the door though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he defined AI as anything we can't quite do yet. I think that, that, that's oh. yeah. that that's not a direct translate. That's not a direct quote. Weirdly enough, that's one of the most serviceable definitions yeah. of AI. Because in terms of the when people say, "Oh, we've got AI," and you go, "Well, you've got not you've not got AI. You've just got a crappy feed forward neural network yeah, going yeah. there." Well, no, no, they were both AI, and mm-hmm. at the same time, the next thing will also be AI because they've all kind of been AI. In fact. Weirdly enough, one mm-hmm. of my big arguments is the, def- the the description of AI, the definition of mm-hmm. AI, isn't fit for purpose. Okay, because in order to define something from a scientific perspective, you need to be able to benchmark it, and that that definition is too broad to be able to benchmark now. Mm-hmm. To be able to, there's no meter stick in that. There's no AI freaking value of AI there. Yeah, and I mean, instead I mean. we should probably start defining AI's power and ability mm-hmm. as a, an ability to emulate certain types of problem sets. Okay. And so how does that
0: classification of the power of the AI
1: work? How would you... Because I know we, we discussed like strong AI. Mm-hmm. What would be... So strong, strong AI is the ability to match human ability yeah. okay. in, in a certain area or, right. or beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, which most so will be able to. For years we've had strong AI but very narrow AI for a yeah. long time. Not you know? general AI which is what and gen- most people think yeah, So general the, AI is the ability to or strong general AI would mm-hmm. be to do everything we can do better. to the same level or better. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, so that's usually the term that when people start getting scared they start things, talking about AI strong general they start AI about, is yeah,
0: what you yeah, think.
1: Yeah, And the, we've, you know, like mm-hmm. Gary beat being beaten at chess, mm-hmm. well, that was, arguably, that was strong strong AI. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was just a, a you know, backtrack algorithm mm-hmm. that just mapped out every every out. possible win yeah, state and do it worked it, backwards. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, something that most people who, who uh, they could, you could work that out, learn that, and do that yourself in about 20 minutes now. Yeah, cause, well, that's it, what a lot of chess people do, don't they? I think it's just
0: the speed that it was done makes it look a lot scarier because AI works hell of a lot faster
1: than we do. There's a, a rule that what we perceive as difficult, mm-hmm. the things that AI is really bad at are the things that we're really good at For without example. really thinking about them. Yeah. If we were to play chess, mm-hmm. there is there isn't a human player who can reliably beat an AI. At chess. Did I beat you then? I was like, fucking, he's good at chess. <laughs> but any player, yeah. there isn't a human player that can reliably beat an AI at chess. Yes, yeah. but which is and it's now child's play
0: mm-hmm.
1: for an AI. But setting the board and cleaning up afterwards mm-hmm. is a really, really okay. pain of a t- it's a real pain of a task. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Now, still, however, if you if you take the time it's because it's you've in order to build that, you have you have abstracted the task to mm-hmm. the point where it become only the things that are easy for a an algorithm to solve, it's just doing that. Okay. It's totally yeah, abstracted yeah. from reality and it's no longer doing those parts. When you see when you see robots moving stuff, mm-hmm. it's not you know that's that's not the the, the clever bit, it, but it is the very hard part. Yeah, yeah, caring caring for people very very difficult. But yeah. but having said that, bringing this back in, we've seen and by the way, there's a paradox involved okay. in that. But the bring, bringing this back to the you know where where stuff is going at the moment, there's research that shows that has shown over the last couple of years AI's ability to learn how to cooperate with itself learn how to collaborate in an adversarial environment. Uh, so With other AI? Uh, with seems. other AI, training okay, at the same right. time. Wow, um, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. Oh, babe, I, Yeah, the... Um, <laughs> <Me>. babe. Uh, <laughs> if you want to be scared about that, mm-hmm. also done by OpenAI. Okay,
0: I, I think, think that's that. a good place to reset the timer. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely <laughs> get onto that next. <laughs> so, yeah. the, so
1: the same people who made ChatGPT, mm-hmm. um, and the the various incarnations of that have one of my favourite little experiments that they, that they mm-hmm. created, and it was a um, it's a game of hide and seek yeah. that they trained in. Just open knowledge, go watch the videos, or or you know, right there. Yeah, I okay. Am I allowed um, to say I've seen
0: that then. Yeah, we, okay, I showed, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 So
1: <laughs> in in that video, mm-hmm. they create what's known as AI agents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So agent meaning the, uh, that it has agency. No, hello, Mr. Anderson. Okay yeah so um that's that's the definition of agent it's the same definition weirdly enough yeah yeah yeah, the um but the the idea is that there's a team a team on one side team on the other side Mm -hmm. and they had to learn to cooperate collaborate not necessarily communicate and be able to to be able to solve their task and they were working so the blue Mm -hmm. team's job was to hide from the red team and the red team's job was to seek yeah know, so you had two red time. two blue just to, yeah. yeah and over the course of many many training cycles they learned the they learned how to divide up the tasks mm-hmm. so that they could do it within the, do, do their actions within the right times yeah. and to be able to hide and/ or seek effectively mm-hmm. but what ended up happening was Action and encounter action in their own kind of arms race as well. So there's a lot going on in this. There is a lot. It's Very impressive. Like, yeah. it's very cool <laughs> yeah. to see. Like, um, and especially the, when he threw so, the ramp out the map. I was like, yeah. So, and, and that was the, that was. The, the, so they, the, they essentially put them in a game mm-hmm. that they built. Yeah. And they a game with its own physics engine and you know some like doorways that the what, the blue team had to kind of block up and the red team had to use other objects to try and get in. Was the, it Unity? Yeah. Ooh, I'll have to check. It, it looked out. like Unity. That's why I just yeah. I yeah. Regardless, yeah. it's just... Yeah, just, so the, yeah. Um, I, I more look at like the LSTM, kind of long short-term memory algorithm parts yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. I, wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, mm-hmm. if the physics engine was not, was not something that they built. And that's a really important point because yeah. they built this engine and they went, okay, guys, learn. And first thing they did was, you know, eventually, you know, the, the, the blue team got the little boxes, blocked up the doorways, mm-hmm. great, no problem. And then, and then the red team went, ah-ha-ha, ramp. You know, even though they've blocked up the doorway, yeah. use the ramp, get over it, no problem. And then more complex behaviours. You know, the second the blue team started hiding the ramp as well, yeah. in reaction to that, and then they had to make the game harder. The blue team won every time because they had a head start on that. They couldn't yeah. reduce it. So instead, they had to build their own shelter. And that's where the fun stuff started to happen because mm-hmm. yeah. the what started to emerge, because of the, ran, the way that the kind of... Ad- the generative component within that tries random actions mm-hmm. that's what and i was gonna then say like, what, what, what makes it want to try those specific things Okay, or is it just so whatever's there <laughs> well so it's it's the power of nerd time rng Okay. Um, <laughs> the, Put it in the term, way that marketing works like digital marketing has that lovely little feedback loop in it mm-hmm. weirdly enough, there's a good analogy there okay you try a whole bunch of stuff a bunch of keywords bunch of bunch of this bunch of that some of those will have enough the right effect some of those won't have the right effect. you choose just you get rid of the ones that don't have the right effect okay. that don't resonate with the right audience. And then you take that, you broaden it out. So he's talking to me because I know as I work in digital marketing now, like that. <laughs> it, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it and, then, and, then, and that's caught cool. That part there, that was a generation. Yeah. In algorithmic terms, it's called an epoch. And then, it's really and then you go, and then it goes again. The only mm-hmm. difference is in a, in something like a genetic algorithm, you, which is essentially emulate a very poor emulation of the evolutionary process. So that's why you call it a genetic algorithm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so that that part of that models that same behavior. Each one of those would have been the most successful ones get bred it's yeah. very much like that and mm-hmm. they have a whole bunch of children each one of those with, with specific differences because of the, that part, that random component yeah and the most successful ones of, a, of those mm-hmm. uh go on again and again yeah. and proliferate mm-hmm. and however because of that a certain that's where the um there's a goal and an intention but there's a random that the random component allowed for counter strategies to emerge Okay. Which were which were then identified as successful, right? Okay. So you've got to have something where you measure what success is, and in mm-hmm. this case, it's the red team, the blue team hiding successfully, or the red team managing to yeah. discover them. And that that's what creates that feedback loop in the same way as resonant messaging and marketing yeah. mm-hmm. do it, the, jo- the job. Mm-hmm. The no, not all marketing is AI. Just so we're clear <laughs> yeah. on that, that was just an analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, context. <laughs> Thank um, you for finding. Put well, yeah. disclaimer at the bottom. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But because of that random component, they started to discover exploits within the gaming physics. So, yeah. the blue team discovered methods of getting rid of the ramp out of the entire game mm-hmm. and just flicking it off into the corner, yeah. or the red team pinging themselves. And the important part there is, because it's a, because it's a program that's executing that, it could do that. Reliably, mm-hmm. in a way that, like, the, only the most skilled Speed person runners. would ever <laughs> yeah, be able like, to do
0: that, like sequence breaking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know the, and that's a really, really good lesson,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it should be taken as a really good lesson. That box, the boxes, the literal boxes that were being created for that, had borders, had boundaries, had rules. Yeah, don't you know? You can't surf. You can't. You can't do the essentially wave dashing. Mm-hmm. AI found a way. Yes. And that was something like, I'm glad we want to lead on to this, because
0: this is something we spoke about, about if you put something in a box, it's probably going to get out of the box. Yes. So let's define that for listeners then. Why would an AI get out of the box? And is that down to the human error of setting the boundaries of the box? Or is that just an inherent quality of AI to just always want to be out of the box that you make it
1: in? Let me assure you on one, one thing. Mm-hmm. Most things, mm-hmm. most services that you use on a daily basis, mm-hmm. most c- things that have been coded were put together by people who were stressed, <laughs> yep. imperfect beings yeah. who, were under the, who, who needed to get it working and then kind of put a mental note, I'll i just get back to that. Yeah. If I really it's working. I'm gonna
0: give the HAL 9000 quote there. Sure. Like, now you've just said it down to human error.
1: Well, <laughs> and essentially, yes, yeah. that's that's it. There is no add um, that in, please. Thank you. Yeah. The <laughs> Which means that the tasks that are inside the digital realm, yeah. there's a paradox to this. The things that are good, that that humans are good at, computers are bad at, and we don't really Mm-hmm. We see something that's very, very impressive when, um, when ChatGPT will do something. Yeah. We don't realize that if you take one one step contextually to the side, it can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's merely emulating something within its sort of strong but narrow form of AI. Okay. However, inside the digital realm, we will not have supremacy at all, which means that we'll be putting it in a box where we are under-equipped. And this is... Okay, we're starting to get into the realm of fantasy here, but that's a prediction
0: mm-hmm.
1: that is not worth... It doesn't, you know, regardless of when that happens, we will be putting strong, you know, if somebody goes, oh, well, this is it's a strong general artificial intelligence. Hooray, I've done this. I'm just going to keep it to myself and yeah. you know, use, it, use <laughs> yeah. it to make money, just like everyone else would. No, 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 do not do that. Um, because you'd be putting it in a, for one reason, you'd be putting it in a box where you are less capable of keeping it there than it is of breaking out. And there is no reason for it to stay in that container. There is every reason for it to, for it to be out. To be out. Yeah. My co-founder and I, we sometimes joke, which is people will know when strong artificial intelligence, strong general artificial intelligence exists, particularly if we build it, because we'll just we'll just turn up dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the, um okay, that's that is a joke. Yeah. Um probably um, joke. Yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um the because the simplest thing what would happen and, and this is weird this is the weird thing about how these jumps in technology actually happen. Large enterprise are very, very bad at innovating. Yes. At creating things of meaningful large scale value. It's it's quite rare. When they do it, they they kinda smash it. But mm-hmm. we're talking like kind of bordering once a generation yeah but they're very, very the big yeah. things isn't it you know yeah, yeah. Like the there's too much yeah. risk yeah. yeah as well yeah. so um and they're very bureaucratic very slow moving so instead they kind of sit back and they let they let startups build stuff they're just kind of bad startup yeah it's a way better way to do that mm-hmm. theoretically yeah. speaking there is a an equation which you know which you would call an algorithm which you could write tomorrow which when given access to the right data set, would be able to self-evolve okay. and create a strong general artificial intelligence. And that is weirdly more likely, mostly because of just the sheer volume of numbers, it's yeah. weirdly more likely to happen within a very small team that no one's ever heard of. So you, t- you told me that <laughs> if
0: you were to create your own strong AI, one of the first oh, things God. you would do is, <laughs> no, you said this! <laughs> would make it kill others in the cradle, or at least sabotage—not kill. so not personifying a program. Sabotage
1: other AI in the cradle before they develop. Okay, so my God, that's jumping out of mm. context here. But thank you for no, that. It's, it's... No, just because so, it's in the. I don't forget th- th- so to this is this. an important. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, th- there's there's some important stuff to to, mm-hmm. to go through on yeah. that one we forget, we're forgetting, you know, like recent news of open, open AI, buying, yeah. you know, buying or investing in companies in this last week, uh, you know, bipedal robots to, you know, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. But I didn't the, know about that, but that's, yes, worse. it's okay. so that there is, there's so much, okay. um, and on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm reading papers. I'm also now reading news as well. That's the difference yeah. in my job now. Um, <laughs> you have to the, read the news. God. Yeah. I, I know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the moment, the, the battleground that's happening mm-hmm. involves what who what is the inventor who is the creator who created the data set who has ownership rights over the over that data and weirdly enough, the thing that really concerns me is that's not actually that shouldn't be a debate because yeah. all of those things have already been defined okay. However, because policymakers don't necessarily understand the technology, they might think that Rather than thinking about it as a tool, they go, "Oh, holy crap! This is sentient. Therefore, company has mm-hmm. no rights or responsibilities over something like this." Yeah. That's where stuff starts getting really scary. Yeah. That's when the um, when people start overstretching, and in the same way yeah. as people go, "Hey, let's build a really big boat, and you know, and <laughs> not necessarily build some right life as many life rafts yeah, for people because yeah. it'd be fine." It'd be yeah. Fine. I mean, that didn't <laughs> happen. No, absolutely, no, no, <laughs> no. And overlay boats out yeah <laughs> and sometimes so some of the work that we do involves finding some big ass icebergs and yeah. going hey guys let's do some steering at the very yeah. least or possibly yeah. if we're lucky enough go yeah you want some more life raft and that's that's kind of some of the tech for good stuff that, mm-hmm. that we do trying to talk to policymakers and making it um cut through the noise yeah. and in, in particular kind of it's very much a david and goliath fight because you can think of the scale of the companies Mm -hmm. that are in the on the other side of this trying to kind of go oh no no, it's 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 fine it's fine we'll just we'll just synthesize your data synthetic data Mm -hmm. is gonna be um yeah so it's not necessarily talked about a lot right now Mm -hmm. it will be it will be it will be Mm um and
0: what 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 do you mean by synthesized data just so
1: people, yeah sure because no I, I know
0: that someone will have heard that and be like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah so one of the important points to distinguish between synthetic data and generated data mm-hmm. generated data was that that game that game board the you know those those, those little guys running around inside it all yeah. of that was generated data that it has no interaction or no inference from the organic world, okay. whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. exclusively, now it's still valid, but it's not, but that is, has been generated. Okay. Synthetic data happens where you take actual people's data
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then, um, and remember AI or machine learning is just really good automated statistics But yep. then get, becomes turned into a model, same meaning of the word model, statistical mm-hmm. model, AI model, and then you run that in the real world. Now, instead, you get halfway into that. When you, wait, when you make synthetic data, you get halfway into that process, and you, do, you, um, you find all those correlations, and you put them in a big ball. And then you go, okay, what data would also have created this model? And you run it backwards. And okay. you create another data set that's From not it. the data set right. of actual people's data. Okay, so it's almost like... Yeah, I get what you mean. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. so, sounds like it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amalgamation of... Yeah, would, so... Well,
0: is that data safe and the original data? Because it's not exactly the same.
1: So, inferred. many people will argue that it is. Mm-hmm. Saner minds would argue that it is not. Okay. So, there's a couple of problems with that. Saner minds being you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do not claim to be safe. I like to get definitions. Um, yeah, the... um. Now, the, the, the problem is, let's say that you're, you're, you're taking personal demographic information. Mm-hmm. You're going, well, you know, blackish jumper, blackish jumper, mm-hmm. connected to microphone, connected to microphone, yep. you know, got brown hair, got mm-hmm. brown hair. Okay, that's important. And you count all of that stuff up. And that's, a, I mean, this is a very simplification, but that is still statistics like we all learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the difference is the, better, the more powerful algorithms will count. Not just that, but the, the connections between that. So mm-hmm. when people have X and Y, they also have Z, and they'll connect those, that, that, that together. Yeah. Now, if you do that perfectly, and you get every aspect of correlations, you end up creating a perfect model of okay. that data, Right. which is mathematically possible, but it would be huge. And um, here's the issue. If you then were to run that backwards, and you get the same data out, same number of people in, same data out. Yeah. That data will be the same data. Yeah, yeah. If you do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it perfectly, that whatever level you've stopped at,
0: yeah,
1: you've lost forever.
0: Mm-hmm. So and is that data
1: quality is important? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: How you capture the data. Is important to make sure that you're not building accidentally racist judges. So you're yeah, not yeah. you you are able to contextualise it. You're able to understand mm-hmm. the biases that are contained within that database. So you're able to create something. Yeah, because uh, yeah, create so, something that actually okay. can out ethic. So, yeah. because if you do, if you get it right, you can create. Um, that's a different example, but I'll, I'll come to that later. If you take said perfect model and you run mm-hmm. that backwards, you get you would get the same data out. Yeah, yeah theoretically. If you don't you 've wiped away potentially very very important information forever you end up in this weird loop mm-hmm. this, and it's relatively paradoxical because what ends up happening is so number one one of the ways that they'll do this is they'll they'll change the size of that data set okay now data being the new oil you end up you know you're gonna you're gonna increase that yeah you're not, <laughs> you're not gonna decrease it no, you're gonna no. increase it let's, let's triple it double it mm-hmm. when you're done with that let's be safe. You know, you, you've used it for your purposes, oh, we can, now we can sell it, it's, per, it's, it's not their data, no problem, mm-hmm. we can do that. So they will, you know, that's what they do, and they will They will sell that to two other companies mm-hmm. who will themselves, <laughs> I mean, so, so par- parties that mm-hmm. would do this, and if you don't think this is relevant, it sort of is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they'll sell, that will be sold to two other, say two other companies. Mm-hmm. They will use that for their own purposes, and then they will sell it on and onwards again. Okay. To one third company who has no idea that what they've just done isn't, they may have thought that those were different data sources. Okay. When they pull that back together, anything that allows that company to know that that had an organic origin originally, Yeah. makes it weaker and more likely for you to be able to identify those original people. Okay. Which would be very bad. So is that going into new levels of encryption of the data then to make sure that that's safe? Like when we were discussing... But, they, term, so. but in... So you could leave it in an encrypted state. But then mm-hmm. what's the point in synthesizing the data in the first place? Yeah, if you've got it encrypted. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the only reason to do so is so that you <laughs> yeah. can sell data. And you mm-hmm. don't need to sell data. There's all sorts of better ways to do that. It's only okay. because the only reason why this is ever done, why anyone actually wants to do yeah. this, and as we just said, mm-hmm. the second you, you the second you actually start doing this process, the chances are you're gonna you're gonna ruin the data. Okay. And then it's gonna go out into out into the free world, and there's no real way to prove that that data was real people. Right. Okay. And then when they put that those two companies <laughs> yeah sell it to that one company and puts it back together, and if there was any bias it. in that, they've just doubled it. Fuck. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they can't work it out <laughs> yeah, backwards. I, yeah. And anything that solves any one of those three problems. Mm-hmm opens up the other two problems it's a paradox yeah the reason why that's important mm-hmm. is right now the financial conduct authority is currently humming and harring about making that a tradable standard in the uk to allow financial entities to sell the data of the people that right they they're they're, um, they're making it allowable or- they are thinking about
0: making it allowable. Presumably people are telling him about said paradox though, right?
1: Oh, that inevitable identified this. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping to take that into account. Um, yeah. yeah, and so the...
0: We are. Yes. And then we were silenced. As you can see, the episode ends abruptly there as someone turned up and told us to stop talking about the things we were talking about. So we're going to pretend the man, you were big data. The man came. Yeah, the man came mysterious right (laughs) anyway hope you enjoy part two that will be out very very soon and we'll see you next week thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review please subscribe and like on youtube that's where you're watching let us know what you thought below in the comments and uh, yeah we'll probably see some clips on tiktok won't we because we like to be unsafe with our data goodbye